Welcome to this podcast, recorded live at the Junction Church, Aberdeen. We pray this message inspires and encourages you. For more information, you can connect with us at www.thejunctionchurch.com. There we go. I got, um, I came, I got back from Latvia about half four this uh, yesterday afternoon. I was with Pastor Andrew. We had an amazing time. Um, the uh, Laura was speaking about um, the presence of God uh, in our meetings uh, on the Sunday night, and uh, I know many people have have spoken about how extraordinary uh, they are. I, I want you to know, I don't think we've ever we have have we ever run any meetings where on such a, a consistent basis where the Lord's presence reveals Himself in such divine. Way uh, and it's not to do with um, yes, is that, that's my microphone. Is, it, is that all right? Ah, okay. Uh, so when your wife looks at you funny, you know you have to take notice. So <laughs> <laughs> it's normally something like your flies are undone. You know, <laughs> I've had those moments. Really awkward. And um, so anyway, moving on. So the Lord's presence. How do you move from that to that? And uh, so. Um, but uh, when we talk about those things, it's very often we talk, oh, that's amazing. But then a lot of people don't really have any, maybe don't necessarily have a fresh understanding of, of what that's all about or even why that's a value. So um, I spoke about this about two weeks ago. Uh, it's called Sons of God. If you want to download that, it's on the podcast uh, on the website, junctionchurch.com. Um, uh, go on the podcast. It's still one of the ones that are still up there. Um, and I encourage you to listen to that because we talk about um, the presence of God um, and an understanding that the, the three uh, natures of how the Holy Spirit moves through our lives. So uh, it's really, really important to understand that. And it, it empowers you to, to um, not just enjoy his presence, but, but, but know what God is doing in those moments. Amen? Fantastic. So um, I want to speak to you this morning. Uh, um, uh, Gabby, I've got an extra sc- uh, scripture. I, I airdropped my notes this morning and I said to her, don't, like, don't think that um, that's necessarily my notes, right? So, uh, so she's got my notes. She's got all my notes. I normally just give the scriptures but hide the notes because I don't want them to know what I'm going to say. And uh, but you, uh, let's go to two Corinthians chapter three, sixteen to eighteen. Um, when uh, we were in Latvia, or on our way to Latvia, um, Andrew and I left. Uh, we actually we were flying out from Edinburgh six o'clock in the morning. Um, for for uh, for us, uh, for me, um, just living that much further north than Aberdeen, it's a three-hour drive to Edinburgh. Uh, for Pastor Andrew, it's about a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Because it's a six o'clock in the morning flight, you've got to get there an hour or so, uh, maybe an hour and a half beforehand, uh, just to make sure everything goes smoothly and also allow for any problems there might be along the way. Uh, we decided that we'd, we'd just get a hotel um, uh, travel lodge uh, there, so we left on Tuesday night. Uh, got down there, got into the airport and um, uh, uh, taking off and then you go through that whole process of airport to airport to airport uh, then a taxi and it's this constant momentum and uh, one of the things that really began to struck me was the importance of understanding what momentum is all about and how important we don't don't take a lot of um, we, we don't take momentum sort of seriously or do we understand what it's 
what's happening. To, to go from stationary to momentum, something to be moving. We're watching these enormous planes. I've got a uh, flight tracker app on my phone and um, what the flight tracker app does is if, if you can hear an aeroplane flying above you, you can see, or a helicopter, you just flip it open and you can see what it is. And it will show you where it's flying from, where it's flying to. Uh, and if you zoom out, it just looks like the world is covered in little mosquitoes. And, uh, and as you zoom in, it, it gets closer and closer to the plane. You can get a 3D version. It shows you a sort of a, uh, a 3D graphic version of the plane flying um, over the land. And you can see them landing, etc. And uh, so I was on the plane. Uh, it was actually uh, Andrew and I flying home. So I'm on the plane and I opened the app because... You're not supposed to do that, right? Because you're not meant to be connected. Anyway, we don't worry about things like that. So, so I opened the app and I said, oh, look, there's an there's a Air Canada flight. I wonder where that's going. So I look at it, open it up, and it has, uh, it's the, um, flying from Riga uh, to Toronto. And, uh, but the funny thing is it had us, because I was on the plane behind it, but it didn't have my plane existing. It just had me as a blue spot. For some reason, the app... If you're in a plane, it doesn't register that you're in a plane. It just has you following the one behind it, which uh, I assume it just knows that you know where you're going. And uh, so, But the thing that I noticed was that you've got these enormous great vehicles that are stationary, and then suddenly, with huge amounts of force and power, they become... Yeah. They become shifting. They're shifting in, in, into sort of into momentum. And, and um, I mean, basic GCSE uh, sort of physics, I try to remember. In fact, I didn't do GCSE. In fact, that doesn't even exist now, does it? I don't know how the exams work now. I, I did O-levels and um, CSEs. Uh, and um, CSEs were for the thick kids. I did a few of those. And, uh, and O-levels were those who are slightly more advanced. And uh, so the, uh, I think basic school physics is that uh, an item that is um, static, for it to move, it, it needs enough power to against those forces that are keeping it stationary. And so it's the basic sort of physics of if I want to move from here to here, there are, there are things which are keeping me stationary. There is gravity which is holding me to the ground. Um, there is the uh, friction. Um, there, there are a number of different forces that keep you stationary. But with a little bit of muscular energy, I can resist that which keeps me stationary. Uh, and I can begin to create Momentum and momentum is, is, is in to have momentum, I've got to continually use resistance yeah. to um, a resistance of forces that want to stop me to keep moving. Yeah. And we have to understand that the most important thing about the kingdom of God and your walk with God is your momentum. That your momentum is the most important. God wants us to understand that there is a momentum for your life. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 16 to 18 says this. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding is as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. 
Now, we understand this process of moving from glory to glory, which sounds wonderfully mysterious, doesn't it? That, um, that is, I, it's a mystery to me that I should be described as glorious at all. It, uh, uh, and uh, not Cheryl, uh, that, that goes without saying, right? I mean, she, she just transforms. Her. In the morning, she certainly transforms from glory to something way more glorious. And, uh, and uh, just given her the uh, hair straightness and a, and a smudge of makeup, wow, what an improvement. And uh, so... <laughs> So she goes glory to glory, and and but our walk with the Lord is 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 a glory to glory moment. In other words, there is a momentum of discipleship. Glory to glory is simply us growing in God. So the whole point of the scripture is that we should be growing in God. But it says, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and this liberty, where the Spirit of the Lord there is liberty, this liberty is one of the forces in which empowers the momentum for us to move from this place in God to this place in God. One of the, the, the continual works that, that we as pastors and leaders are always working on is how do we keep our personal lives and how do we as a congregation and how do we reach those who don't know who Jesus is to move from here here. How do you process that momentum? Because here's the thing, when you share your life, share your faith, a, a lot of people um, in the, 20 odd years ago or so, we used to do a, um, a lot of work on the streets and uh, we don't do that kind of communication so much nowadays. I, I was speaking to a pastor in, uh, that um, pastors a church in Japan um, and uh, he's, he's gone from, uh, he planted a church in J- Japan 16 years ago and um, he now has four and a half thousand people in his church in 16 years. Now, wow. you have to understand that in Japan, it's a, it's a nation of 127 million people. Um, they can only live on 13% of the land mass, so the rest of its mountains. They have this sort of very concentrated sort of space that Christians, evangelical, that Christians who would be understanding sort of like the go to church. There are many people who would say that Christians, but Christians who go to church, 280,000 in the nation. Of those who go to church, 270,000 are over 70. And that's because of they, that's because a whole pile of them got saved after the Second World War, but then nothing happened after that, and and the world forgot about Japan. And he's gone there to a nation you would call pre-Christian. They've got no concept of Christmas, absolutely no concept of Easter because it doesn't have a it doesn't have the same marketable value as Christmas, so businesses don't go there to sell Easter. Uh, but they do go there to sell Christmas because it's, it's marketable. And uh, so, so they, had, they understand something about Christmas trees, but no concept of, uh, no concept of Christians. It's, it's an entirely pre-Christian nation. So everyone who comes to church has no knowledge of God, no knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, no understanding of liberty and freedom. And 
And um, I was sort of turning up the conference with this, just these thoughts going through my head about the process of momentum. And he turns and he says to me, all I have to do is take a person, when I speak to them, all I want to do is move them from here yeah. to here. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because once you have momentum, you have the ability to le- lead a person into a place of growth and knowing who we are in God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And so this morning, I want to speak about the power of what it is to understand momentum and, the, and what it is that causes us to increase in the knowledge and the presence of God to grow from glory to glory. Is that alright? Yeah. In um, Acts Gospel, chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, no prizes... If you can tell me what that's all about. If you can't tell me, and you've been in this church more than five months, you, you get to, to have to do the cleaning. And uh, <laughs> Acts Gospel chapter 2, 1 to 3 says this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, from, a sound like the blowing of violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated each one, uh, separated and came to rest on each one of them. This experience was the sudden manifestation, the sudden realization that the Holy Spirit is intent on bringing His His love, His power, His grace, His redemption, His the force of of the life and the energy and the victory which Jesus Christ accomplished upon the cross. His intent on imparting that power into the church. Mm. Yeah. This is the moment where God is causing liberty to come into the house, and liberty causes. Momentum. It causes us to go from, that's the energy, is the liberty, the empowerment to be able to walk in the things of God. And I've noticed this, that in the, in the Word of God, there are, there are two things which God repeatedly does through our lives, and we have to understand with the balance of them. One of those is the Holy Spirit and the river of the Holy Spirit that flows through the church. It is the suddenly, it is the spontaneous, it is the presence, it is those moments. I mean, in critical importance of understanding His presence and the power and the river of God. For the Bible says in, in John, um, John uh, 7.38 that he who uh, uh, believes in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we understand that there is, in the kingdom of God, there is a, 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 an empowerment which comes by understanding the presence and the river and the flow of the Holy Spirit. And the most important thing for us to understand is, is not just the experience of it, but understanding that that experience is intentional and is leading us to something. Yeah. Yeah. Are you with me here? Yeah. See, see, God doesn't want us to be experiential Christians without revelation of who we are. You with me here now? He doesn't want you to just experience without understanding. On the flip side, He also doesn't want you to be functional. And here's the thing that the kingdom of God sits between, sits between two truths and and these truths are not paradoxes, but for so often many within the church, they have been counted as paradoxes. That you, you either have experiential church 
or you have structured and and, and organized church. Are you with me here? You have these two. But they are critical forces of energy that empower us to move from glory to glory. Now, go with me here. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. This is another favorite scripture, right? We've got some favorite scriptures today. For I know the plans I have for you. Everyone say plans. That's not sudden, is it? And neither is it spontaneous. So God has plans. I know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, what this scripture reveals to us is this. Number one, God has plans, and plans are the most important thing that you can apply to your life if you want to maintain momentum. See, there is a river, as we believe in the Lord, a river flows through our life, and a river is the the life of the Holy Spirit flowing through, cutting forward, cutting a riverbed, that is leading us toward his presence, toward his purposes. But we have to understand that out of that, God also has a plan. And his plan is structure. It is form. It is deliberate action. And the, 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 um, the church can sit between two extremes. I, I, I want you to know this. I don't like the middle ground. I don't want any of you to live on the, in the middle ground. Everyone says, you just got to sit in the middle. The middle is the, the wise place to be. No, I, I believe that we should live in both extremes. Yeah, We're talking about God here. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have an extreme place of God that's bad. Yeah, Hello? Yeah. Yeah. You can't have an extreme... I mean, you can, you can talk about Christians, oh, they're very extreme... You can have an extreme place of emotion and reaction that isn't God. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the presence of God. I want us to experience the extremity of His grace in the power yeah. and the extremity of His revelation and grace in the structure and the planning. Right. Yeah. So the church that we're building in this place is going to be extreme with both ends and we will, we will learn to manage how to carry the tension between these two extremes and we won't live in the middle, never experiencing or touching the path. See, that's what, that's what a lot of people do, go in the middle for safety and uh, as, as, if, as if going to an extreme is unsafe. It's not unsafe, it's unpredictable. And that is often what we're afraid of. The unpredictable. It's very easy to get into a place of structure and form. These services, you will find the Spirit of God turns up. Don't you feel His presence in worship? Well, a lot of the planning is written right here. 10.30 to 10.55, Joey. God sees that and goes, oh, that's good. (laughs) Now I know what I'm doing. 10.55 to 11.05, Chaz, I think you broke the timescale right there. Chaz, 
faith word and welcome. I'm giving away all the church secrets now, right? 10.05 to 11.15, Laura, other info. Laura, intro speaker. Clearly they've changed it all up because Cheryl stepped in there. That's a little spontaneity. Kevin, 11.05 to 11.45, I don't really... Oh, crumbs, I've only got four minutes. Right. (laughs) 12 o'clock, Laura. I don't know what happened in the other 15 minutes. <laughs> Within your life, you must understand that God has a plan, right? And out of God's plan, it causes us to be planned. To create form and structure. None of those forms in structure limit God. And neither do they disempower. Because Why? Because we have an extreme, not a limited. See, see, God wants you to understand that He's got a plan for your life. And and the plans for your life are the structures that empower us to be living. The structure of your life to be living in His fullness. See, God wants you to have spontaneous spontaneity and power. To have spontaneity and power, it has to have a force yeah. that is put together in a form and a structure that enables you to become effective. Yeah. Yeah. See, a river that floods is very effective in, in getting water into the furthest parts of a nation, right? It's a river that floods. But the problem with a river that floods is that it's all water at all the same time. And then it disappears. But supposing we build a structure where we dig out a deeper riverbed and we build bigger containers where we seek to build a church that reaches a city and a nation, empowering that nation to step into the river where the form structure we put is now bigger. And as the river flows through the church, the power, the spontaneous power, we can now not only can hold on to the river, but we can keep it and we can live in the fullness of it rather than it disappearing three days later. Are you with me now? See, see, God's glory and His power, His glory to glory, He wants us to live in the extremity of His presence. Think of it like this. Cheryl and I married 30 years this September. 17th, we share our wedding anniversary with Paul and Judith. And uh, but it's, uh, how many years for you guys? 24. 24 years. Yeah, big 25th next year. 30 years this year, married. Two things that keep the marriage a joy and a pleasure and a delight. Number one, the most important, is me planning romantic events to celebrate 30 years. <laughs> Number one, critical, above all else, right? 30 years. It's also the additional 
go into the shops with a shopping list from Cheryl. We need bleach. We need dishcloths. And for some, I don't know how Cheryl does it, but we seem to just get through endless amounts of toilet cleaner. And uh, I, every time I go, I don't know why we have need more toilet cleaner, but we always do. And, uh, and uh, maybe it's our habits. Anyway, so, so I have a list of those things, but while I'm going through Tesco's, I go through the uh, flower section and I just stop and have a look. And, oh, look at that. They're really cheap. She won't know. Right, so <laughs> go through and pick up the flowers. Take home some flowers because there aren't any in the house, and it's a, it's just a beautiful moment. It's it's lots of those little things, it's not just flowers, right? Okay, but it's it's the spontaneous, it's the river that flows through that keeps it alive. But if we never paid the bills or cleaned the house or or organised our life, there wouldn't be a romance yeah. to exist on because it would all fall apart. Yeah. 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 So the more structured and organized I can be, the more liberty I have to have a greater marriage and relationship and be spontaneous. The two must exist together. Are you with me? Do you understand? See, see, I want you to understand. See, God wants us to build a house. And this message is, is, is prophetic in the nature of, of, of how the church is moving forward. I believe God has called us to reach this city with his restorative love and grace and to structure outreach that is just. This city, we live in a pre-Christian culture. People's knowledge of God is, it, it just, it doesn't have that same understanding form. I was, I was talking to Pastor Andrew um, and um, he was talking about, there's an organisation called the Faith Mission uh, that still operate in tent crusades uh, up at Wick, and they got saved in the faith mission. Andrew and Katrina's grandparents, um, or Andrew Katrina's parents got saved. Katrina's parents, I'll get this right in a minute. Katrina's parents got <laughs> saved in the faith mission. Great, great people um, doing these missions. Um, and But the context, a lot of how they work, is that the people, and they just have a little post, faith mission tonight. Um, 50 years ago people would go to that if they had no knowledge of God because they had, an, they had a knowledge of Christian values then it would be worth going to but in today's culture a lot of people just don't, they just don't know what they're missing out on right? so they're not going to go and so we must place a structure that empowers people to come to a place of liberty and joy to open up the doorways and, 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 and empower the place to come. And that takes organization and it takes uh, structure. But what, what we're actually building are walls that are very high and floors which are very deep to allow the river of God to set people free for the liberty of God. Let me read this script to you one more time right at the end. And hopefully it will make a lot more sense to you now. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as, as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, 
are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I want you to understand, we need His Spirit, we need His Word, we need the form and the plans of God that will lead us into a place of extraordinary limiting. See, there is no limitations to what God can do. Healings, miracles. When you are just hungry for the things of God. When Pastor Andrew and I arrived in Riga, we didn't stay at the hotel because it was 120 pounds a night. I figured we could do better than that. So we got an Airbnb and um, I managed to get an apartment five minutes from the hotel for 45 pounds a night. And uh, it looked pretty nice. And we arrived and it turned out that it was right in the area where they have the embassies and the consulates and it was actually above the Azerbaijan consulate. I was just praying that no one had a <laughs> any grief with Azerbaijan in Riga at that time. And uh, <laughs> there were lots of diplomats' cars coming and going. It was, a, it was a beautiful area of the city. And let me tell you something. We're here got to know the liberty who we are in Christ and know how he leads and plans so that we can move forward one step one at a time and when you're moving see when you're moving in the Holy Spirit he wants us to be moving forward listen thanks for joining with us For more information about events, service times and how to connect with us, visit www.thejunctionchurch.com.